All right, GMP fans, before there's any confusion, today we are not talking about the riveting HBO drama The Night Of, nor are we talking about the Tim Burton classic The Nightmare Before Christmas. No, we are talking the Seth Rogen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Anthony Mackie, soon-to-be holiday classic The Night Before! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasures. Hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king. Yeah, we should do that. There it is. We should do some caroling. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, hopefully you're not tuning in because we swear a lot on this show, but we are in the holiday spirit. We're continuing, and actually, this will be our last show for the year, so don't get too depressed. Uh, for the calendar year. For the calendar for, year. Not starting now <laughs> not, in 365 yeah, no, days the in calendar the future, year. the calendar year of yes. 2017. Yes. yes, welcome to Guilty Movie Pleasures. As always, I'm your host, Ben Begley, and with me is... Jesse McIntosh. Yes, yes. You're, uh, what I... Like, uh, Renee, when she listens to this, um, she calls you the funny one. Oh, that's very sweet um, of her. <laughs> yeah. Renee is my wife and a good friend of Jesse. Jesse and I, if you do, haven't listened before, welcome. If you have listened, then you know we are, we go way back. We're BFFs from like 12 years now, almost. Yeah. Was it 12 years? Well, every time we bring it up, it becomes farther and farther away. It does. Away, so it do- like, that's how time works. Yeah. <laughs> so I, but yeah, Renee, great math, but. Renee constantly cracks up at you and goes, God, man, you just, you just are loud. She's just, it's because... <laughs> You're there all you the time. You got the zingers, yeah. though. <laughs> you, you save it. I just kind of keep... I, I'm, I'm like a bullet train that just keeps like going, and you, you slide in the zingers. So, anyways. I'm, I'm like uh, like track construction. <laughs> just like... <laughs> like, wait, hold on. Don't, hold on, hold on. Yeah, stop, stop going for a second. One second. Yeah. One second. Also, uh, you know I'm a dad now when I wear a shirt like this and think it's hilarious. Uh, straight out of cookies. Um, weird to mash up Sesame Street and NWA. Um, but, you know, hey, uh, I watch Sesame Street once a day with my daughter. Uh, she's only one. We don't give her a ton of TV time. Mm-hmm. But she's already learning that, like, when Elmo does the happy, happy dance dance, when we learn something new, we do the happy dance dance. Yeah, my you daughter. Guys, you guys know it. Yeah, you guys know you it. You guys know about Anybody it. Anybody with kids knows it. My yeah. daughter sits there and she goes like this. So my daughter's already at one years old doing the happy dance because she learned something new. So, hey, we're educating her. She's a happy child. I'm not showing her, like, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians. I don't watch that. Not yet. Not yet. yet. I don't watch that. It's going to be her choice. Anyways, uh, Steve in the booth, can you do me a favor and just zoom in on those sound clips so my uh, dad eyes can read them? And uh, today we're talking about the night... (laughs) All of... Everything about you is disintegrating because you're that. You were <laughs> yes. saying earlier, like, yes. you don't comb your hair anymore, so you're wearing a hat. Yeah, and, yeah, and you, you said it just makes it look like I'm a huge baseball fan. Look, yeah, it makes you look like a baseball fan. I do have a lot of Ohio pride, but it's just that I can't find fitted hats. Yeah. I don't know why I had to, like, really prove that it's fitted, but I can't find fitted hats that fit me because I have a gigantic head. Uh-huh. And often baseball caps look like they're trying to sneak off of me. Like, they come up to, like, mid, <laughs> yeah. like, high above the temple. So this fits nice, and I didn't comb my hair today. How many people try and have conversations with you about the Indians? Several. Yeah. It was worse when I was wearing the hats that I got from the T-Mobile commercial, when I had a Washington Nationals hat and a Boston Red Sox hat. I was in a bar, and somebody was like, go Nats! And I was like, uh-oh. Oh, yeah! Bryce Harper! <laughs> I just yelled the only player I know, because I worked with him, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. So that happens. But um, we're talking about the night before today. Yeah. Which uh, I know some fans might be disappointed we didn't cover a, a more classic Christmas movie. But Jesse and I talked about it, and we wanted to cover something that hadn't been talked about a lot. And um, for me especially, I think it's hard to make a good Christmas comedy or a holiday comedy anymore. Because the, uh, the, the iconic ones like Home Alone, Christmas Vacation, uh, Bad Santa even... Stuff like that is hard to do again. And which I learned this week when my wife and I sat down and watched Bad Santa 2... I am not prude by any means, but there were jokes in that movie that made my skin crawl. Yeah. Kathy Bates, who plays his mom, at one point was talking about her sexual prowess still and said that the she could make the bartender fill up that shot class with scooge. With, with what? With, with scooge? Sco- well, she called What's it that? the J word. Oh. With jizz. Got and, it. and I was just like, it's so gross, so unnecessary. And it's just like layers and layers of gross, just stupid... Ugh, with a few funny moments, because the first Bad Santa is one of my favorite Christmas movies. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Second one, do not watch it. Terrible. 
The night before, however... That's good information. I'm glad we didn't do that one. Yeah, right? Yeah. So I've seen in recent years, they're, like Office Christmas Party was okay. A very Harold and Kumar Christmas is funny, but really ridiculous. This movie hits all the right nostalgia for me. If you haven't seen The Night Before, watch it, because it throws enough nods to holiday movies of yesteryear. Like, it has things... Uh, they do the piano thing, like, on, like in Big. They have references to... Kind of a Christmas Carol and It's a Wonderful Life-ish with Michael Shannon's character, which I won't spoil until a little bit later. And we'll say spoiler alert. It's not yeah, a spoiler. Well, you know. It's one of the best jokes in the movie, though. Yeah. Michael Shannon's fantastic Michael Shannon's as Mr. Great. Green. When he does the, look at me, just yeah. focus on me. Yeah, and he's get the, the fuck weird, out of my car. <laughs> the weird <laughs> yeah. thumb thing. He just goes, look at my fingers, look at my fingers. When they're tripping out on his super strong weed. Yeah. It's awesome. But to me, this deserves to be a new holiday classic because it has the right amount of absurdity with a lot of heart in it and i believe that they're friends and that they've had a history together and i had a blast we watched it for the first time last year and i think it was even funnier this year but jesse what do you think of it man this was a really 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 funny movie i laughed it's hilarious often and loudly right um and it was like right on the heels of my wife and i probably like four or five days ago watched two-thirds of the interview Oh yeah, um, yeah. About them. What made you stop? So I've been asked that a couple of times. Actually, we were. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just like, uh, we were like okay, meh. that's enough. Um, <laughs> no, we were about probably like a quarter, a third of the way through, and my wife was like, "Some parts are really funny, yeah. and some parts are not." It's not it's and a, I was like, "It's okay." Yeah, I was and they like, go okay. to really gross, stupid. They go to dumb humor real fast in the interview. Like, isn't there something where like they're a rocket up the ass yep, or yep, something? There sure is. That was. Um, in the general vicinity of the time we turn it off. But yeah. we, we hit, like, a natural point of, like, oh, I have to get up to, like, get food or, like, I don't know. There was something else we were doing. And well, then, if it was you, you probably had to pee with your hummingbird bladder. Well, I, I peed a couple. But I don't leave the – when I'm at home, I just diaper. I don't get up because, like, there's no one around you me to man judge diaper me. that. Yeah yeah, 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 of course. You know what I mean? I'll sit through it. Um, but <laughs> I like it's a man diaper. Yeah, as man, if there's that's a different, right. Yeah, it's super manly. It's very, it's burly. It's made out of steel. <laughs> it's not absorbent at all. No, it, it <laughs> actually just sort of rolls off. It's, it's just, like a, it's like a chastity belt, but uh, yeah, just for men. It's very uncomfortable, and it, mm -hmm. the pee just rolls it's right a off. Chainmail. It. It's so, made out of chainmail, so it's more, more manly. It's it's a work in progress. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, we, I think we were just getting food or something. And like, we came back to it and my wife was like, um, what do you think? Yeah. And I was like, well, it sounds like, it sounds like we're done. So that's fine. We're done. I, um, Renee and I did that throughout Bad Santa 2 about four times. Yeah. I kept being like, should we watch something else? And she's like, well, I, I want to see where it goes now. Yeah. It doesn't go anywhere. Right. Spoiler alert. Oh, well, anyways, what were you saying Um, but so, uh, juxtaposed with that, which was... In parts, it's like the same team, and in parts, really not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this was hilarious, and this made me laugh a lot. And like Seth Rogen, just being like <laughs> super high because that tripping. can go one way or the other. Yeah, that and, could get annoying real fast mm -hmm. when you have to sustain being high or drunk for an entire. He's hilarious, and it constantly surprises you. So it's not it. He changes what he's doing, so it's not one note. Yeah, because like what you just said, like when you have to sustain that for the whole movie, he legit it like in the movie is trying to sustain it yeah. the whole night, and so it evolves like yeah. depending on what he's taking and what he's doing. Um, and it was so it was like such a gimmick up top. Yeah, and then it turned into some of the funniest parts of the movie as we went through. When he's in the limo and he's like, "You're acting weird, dude." And he's like, "How about now?" And he like chews on his glasses like a pipe, and he's like, "No, weird er new poses." And he's like, "How about now? How about now?" So much of his jokes are visual. You have to watch it because I have never seen a perform. This might be a bold statement, but I can't think of a performance where someone is tripping balls the entire... Maybe Alan Tudyk in Death of at a Funeral was really funny, too. And then... But it's there's it's hard to come by. Pineapple Express, they were high, or, like, yeah, James but, Franco was yeah. high through the whole thing, but, like... But escalating versions of completely yeah. tripping your... Like, yeah. <laughs> when he gets the dick pic? That, so... <laughs> I, I had written down sound cues, and I had enough, and then as I was going through it, I was like, man, we should just pull the entire dick pic evolution yeah and so we have that whole sound clip do we yeah dick oh, pic let's just play Let, you know what while we're here uh it's sexting, sexting number, clip nine. number nine so what just to set the stage for this they're at anthony mackie i know we're jumping way ahead but we're already talking about dick pics so we might as well do it now um they're at anthony mackie's mom's house for dinner 
uh, and they're all sitting down there. Seth Rogen is tripping balls, and he he's accidentally switched phones with Mindy Kaling's character Sarah because he bled into her. He cocaine bled <laughs> into her drink, and she freaked out and grabbed his phone because they both have the same iPhone. Um, and so he starts getting a dick pic, and he thinks it's to him because he's tripping and doesn't know. And so he's responding because he doesn't remember. He does. He's like, oh shit! I should say last names, and let's just play. But, it. And oh, wait, just no. before we get into it, just like the earnesty with which he's he's like on board with what's going on. You see, on. full on dick. Yeah, like you see a bunch of di- it's a bunch of dick pics. <laughs> That's why we couldn't play the video because I don't know if popcorn talk allows dick pics. But we'll uh, we'll tweet it out. We'll tweet. We'll tweet. No, we won't. No, we won't. <laughs> but we'll listen to the sound play clip, clip right number now. nine. <laughs> a dick. There's someone named James. His name's on my phone. I must know him. Who is he? Like it? What does that mean? Oh man, maybe it's James McFoley from work? <laughs> Holy shit. This guy's a grower and a shower. Do I like him more now? Jesus, I mean, it's a dope dick. It's a dope dick. And that's what he types, it's a dope dick. Do I want it? Who wouldn't want a dick that looks like that? <laughs> that's what he's typing. Do I want to suck it? Oh man. Uh... I'm going to start putting people's last names in my contacts. <laughs> no, I've never sucked a dick. But, well, I'm being totally honest with myself. So he's typing, I once touched, touched the guy's the- dick at summer camp. Yeah. Damn it, why did I tell him that? This James guy is just so easy to talk to. <laughs> I told him too much. Man, I guess that settles it. Isaac Greenberg is sucking his first dick tonight. <laughs> so good and that's how it happens it's so good yeah oh shit it's hilarious and then the payoff of this joke when they finally get to the party to end all parties uh james franco shows up yeah and is and he's like oh you saw my dick and he's like yeah you got a nice dick he's like oh thanks you're really hairy and like he starts like he's basically insinuating that he wants to have a threesome with seth brogan and mindy kaling and it's a hysterical sequence and it definitely evolves into him being way more interested in seth brogan <laughs> yeah and then Mindy's like, I think you might be gay. And she's, he's like, not tonight, I'm not. not. Tonight. And she goes, good enough. Yep. <laughs> it's just so, it's so funny. And the jokes, the jokes pay off. There's callbacks. It's just, this movie, to me, is not guilty. I just wanted to talk about it because I think it's hilarious. And I don't think enough people have seen it. It also <clears> has, <throat> um, like, really strong performances yeah. um, from people who aren't just like, like, there are a lot of comedians who are good performers. Yeah. Um, but these are performers who are funny and it just gives it a different dimension it's not just like people out there trying to do one-liners and improv jokes and have just like it feels very focused even though it's because a lot of these movies can get very riff heavy where it's just like you that's why anytime i see a comedy and they're like unrated cut i'm like absolutely not watching that because anytime you watch the unrated cut of a comedy it just bloats the runtime and suddenly towards act three you're like how much fucking longer is this yeah like anytime a comedy's two hours and plus what are we doing here? Right. Hour 40, max. Right. Because what it turns into is like, we're talking about something serious. We're talking about something serious. One person misspeaks or gives you like a weird, yeah, and a then, weird direction. And then we have a minute long conversation about which has that nothing thing, to do with anything. which has nothing to do with it. And then we somehow veer back to what we were talking about. And but, yeah, no, no. What were you saying? And I was just going to say like that too many times over the course of a movie, like completely ruins the rhythm of oh, it yeah. and it completely overdoes what they're trying to accomplish. Which is the big difference between, even though I thought this is the end, which is by these guys too, was really funny. I think the world's end is a far superior film, which is the Edgar Wright film. They're both dealing with the apocalypse, but the, the world's end has very specific a British humor, but B it has specific jokes that lead to a payoff where this is the end is just a bunch of funny dudes riffing. And that's a perfect example of like, where it works some of the time, but then sometimes it gets like, oh, Jesus, just move on from this, 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 this you know, improv riff you're doing. But a good example of when they really, um, they, have, they have heart in this movie, too, which I think is important for a holiday movie, without getting schmaltzy. It deals with a really heavy subject, which is that Joseph Gordon-Levitt's yeah. parents die. Yeah. 14 years ago, they get hit by a drunk driver, and they've been doing this Christmas tradition ever since on Christmas Eve. And they go to Rockefeller Center, they go eat Chinese food, they go, uh, they wear all these specific sweaters, they go to do karaoke. And they do the, and the uh, piano FAO thing shorts, and FAO shorts. Thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it really grounds it in this 
in this, uh, like we were talking about last week with fanboys, with the, we didn't need that cancer shit anyway, yeah. that Harvey Weinstein. You did need something to ground it. And even when they go to the flashback later on, and it's right after Joseph Gordon-Levitt's parents have died, and he's packing up his stuff, and they come in, and they're doing what friends try and do, which is like, try and cheer him up, but not really directly talk about it. Specifically, guys do yeah. this, where like they don't yeah. directly talk about it, and then he breaks down, and it's a really touching moment. And then he's Seth Rogen's about to smoke weed, and they're like, you can't smoke in here. And he's like, well, I guess now we can more than, right? And he's like, oh, shit, we can. And it's like, that felt really real to me. And yeah. they didn't undercut it by trying to do some kind of stupid joke there. It felt like real friends, and specifically how guys deal with loss with each other. 100%. So we don't know how to handle it. It's the second, like, one of your guy friends... It's just like, uh, you all right? You want to talk about it, dude? Or you yeah. just want to play video games? Yeah, just them and coming And that's exactly over, what they do. Totally. Go to and Nintendo being, 64 and play Goldeneye. Yeah, and just being like awkward and, like you said, not talking about it, but also like not addressing the tension yeah. and not like, but but sort of recognizing that there is tension. Yeah. Like that whole dynamic there was was super appropriate. And it like, yeah, it really grounded the movie and grounded um, like the central issue of, of them trying like – what the problem for Joseph Gordon-Levitt was mm-hmm. that this is all ending and and they all have arcs in this movie too. yeah everybody yeah, has yeah, a great yeah. character arc. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so hey should we do the uh, the the plot in under three minutes now that we're fifteen minutes into the show let's do our best let's do our best yeah my chair just sunk down whatever <laughs> okay so we start off with a prologue uh, voiced over by Tracy Morgan explaining everything that we just explained where. Uh, his, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's parents died. Ethan is his name in the movie, and how they've done this tradition. And now this is the last year because Anthony Mackie, Chris, is too famous as a sports athlete, and Seth Rogen, Isaac, is gonna—he's married and he's gonna have a kid, so it's done. So they're gonna go one last night, and and Joseph Gordon-Levitt is working at this job. He's a caterer, dressed as an elf, and he finds the tickets to the Nutcracker Ball that they've been trying to go to for 14 years. Yep. So then he goes over to Seth Rogen's house, and he, they're having family over, and we find out that Seth Rogen and his wife are about to have a baby, um, and this is the last time for him, and he doesn't uh, him and uh, Chris. Anthony Mackie. Yeah. I don't know why I keep saying Christopher. But What's his and, name in the movie? It's oh, that's why. Yeah. Uh, him and Anthony Mackie uh, uh, don't know how to break it to him or like don't know that he's yeah. going to be doing okay with it, but they're like, all right, let's go. Um, and so they head out and they go, uh, they have this limo and it's sponsored by Red Bull because Anthony the Mackie The limo driver's is, hilarious. Yeah, the limo driver. Um, the Nathan for you guy. <laughs> Super awkward dude. Um, yeah, so they go to Rockefeller Center. They uh, put on their sweaters. They go do the thing at F.A.O. Schwartz. Um, Where they uh, toast for the douchebags by Kanye West, I yeah. believe. Uh-huh. And, uh, and and then they uh, go do karaoke, and they run into Mindy Kaling. And they sing Holiday in, in uh, oh, the Run DMC Run DMC, Run DMC song. song. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they run into Mindy Kaling, and uh, uh, Seth Rogen's already done a bunch of shrooms. He does a bunch of cocaine in the bathroom to try and level himself out. Yep. Uh, he buys <laughs> Mindy Kaling a drink and drops blood in it, and yep. she says, oh, this tastes weird. It tastes like pennies. <laughs> and then she freaks out, grabs his phone on accident, leaves. Then and, he freaks out. And oh, Anthony, Anthony Mackie, Mackie yeah. has sex with the fan, the hipster, quote fan, hipster fan, yeah, uh-huh, who steals his weed. And the whole thing is he's trying to get weed for the quarterback when they get to the Nutcracker Ball because he's and, trying to be buddy buddy with the famous quarterback on yep. his team. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh shit! Oh, so <laughs> he realized they don't have it, so they go back to his mom's house to wait for the drug dealer and then, Mr. Green. Yep, Michael then, Shannon. Uh, they're like, could be two to four hours, and he's like, all right, well, let's go play a golden eye. And then the mom wakes up, and then uh, Seth Rogen goes out and gets the weed. The dick pic happens. Yep, dick pic <laughs> happens, and then they uh, realize they switch phones. So he's like, I got to get my new phone. Yeah. Um, and so uh, then the uh, the hipster fan steals the weed again, again, yep. right away. Mm-hmm. And then they go and I, <laughs> Nathan for you does a car chase, and then he gets hit, and he's like, oh. So stupid, I'm fucked up. He gets really sad about it. And then uh, Anthony Mackie goes and, and uh, she Hans Gruber's him and jumps off and falls into a thing of trash and runs off. And then uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt gets beat up by two drunk Santas. And then uh, Seth Rogen finally sees his wife and, and goes to um, goes to church with her and freaks out because he's like, You think we did that to Jesus? We didn't do that. And he pukes. And then they end up all at the Nutcracker Ball where Joseph Gordon Levitt's trying to win over um, Betsy, the girl that he broke up with because uh, he wasn't ready to commit. And he proposes to her with Miley Cyrus singing Wrecking Ball. Oh, God. Uh, she, she, yeah, says, sure. she says yes, but then she says no, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's bummed out, and Mr. Green says, this is my party. Uh, just uh, love. Love is in the air. Yeah. Your friends love you. And then he decides, I'm going to go and uh, apologize, and they do, and then everything turns out okay. And, and they're they all together the next year, year Yay. later. Yay! I like that we had the, uh, the boom, boom, the yeah. law and order. <laughs> <sighs> that was a good one. Towards the end, it got tough. A little bit. Um, so let's start off with, I have my notes on my phone, but I don't think I need them. It's fine. Um, I love this idea. The one thing this movie does, which is the same thing the hangover does. 
for me is um, ruin real life parties. You know, like <laughs> The Hangover ruins real life bachelor parties in Vegas. We're like, after I saw The Hangover, I think I may have said this on the show before. Shortly after that, I went to a bachelor party in Vegas, and all it ended up being was I got super drunk, lost a lot of money. Somebody random got in our limo for a little while and just mooched a ride. And then I ended up watching The Empire Strikes Back on a 13-inch television on cable at midnight uh, with a couple cashiers from my restaurant that were that happened to be there. A photo was taken of me and posted on Facebook. And my wife's aunt was like, are you cheating on my niece? And I'm like, what? No, they're cashiers from work. If I was, why would I take a photo and have it posted on Facebook? That's ridiculous. Sure. But we still laugh about it to this day that my aunt, my aunt-in-law, immediately thought I was cheating. I was yeah. cheating because I was drunk watching Empire Strikes. That's back. also great that you came back at her with no. They're cashiers from my work. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, all right. Well, that that disqualifies <laughs> them. Disqualifies I guess anything. Yeah. 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 Oh man, but this this ruins like holiday parties for me too, where it's like. Uh, a, it's hard, but this movie deals with that. Like, the older you get, it's hard to stay with your friends. It's hard to still have your, your guys' night out. You're like, uh, paint the town red. I remember the last time I got together with a few guy friends was like, oh, shit, it's 10 o'clock. I got to go home because yeah. Daisy's going to wake up in the middle of the night, and I'm going to be fucking exhausted if I don't. And when you get older, I think Seth Rogen even says it in the movie, you got your own shit going on, yeah. and it's tough. But I, So I think this movie deals with kind of where uh, people like us are at this moment, which is like in that limbo stage of your life where you're not, you're, you're, you're fighting being an adult, but you are one. But you are one and you have responsibilities. Yeah. And like the traditions that you once had either have run their course yeah. or you're, uh, you just don't have time for them anymore yeah. or you have other priorities in your life. Yeah. Um, like uh, Anthony Mackie has this new group of friends yeah. that he and wants to impress. Douchebags. They're all douchebags, but he wants to impress them. Um, yeah. And he doesn't have time for this. Seth Rogen has a family. And he. Well, and Anthony Mackie's also juicing, we find, uh, pretty right. early on. Yes. He's got roids. Yes. Um, and uh, Joseph Gordon Levin, Joseph Gordon Levitt just doesn't. He doesn't have anything going on that's mm-hmm. progressing his life forward. And we all have friends that yeah. are. That, that are that that have all those things that are holding them that they're holding themselves back and they're trying to that one friend that's always like dude you want to go rage and it's like aren't you too you're still raging right dude <laughs> like raging every once in a while is fine but when you have that one friend that constantly wants to like keep doing the same stuff you're like oh, this is exhausting sure and I was that guy for a little while I was like trying to like hold off I took six and a half years to propose because I was like I'm to keep partying and stuff and like being a nerd and going to Comic Con for six days straight and you know now yeah. I go for four just you've you've limited your <laughs> that was time the funny there. thing yeah. this, this year Rain was like you really only shaved off technically a day from your Comic Con weekend I was like yeah yeah but you guys are coming down but it feels like a lot it feels like a lot of time anyways uh, so <clears throat> the Nutcracker Ball We've all had this kind of this this kind of um, creme de la creme party that you've wanted to go. To. I have. I've had mm-hmm. like in the past, like uh, it, specifically Comic Con Entertainment Weekly party is the one that like I've always wanted to go into, and <clears throat> I've never made it. But one year, I had an in because the guy running security was like, "Yeah, I'll get you in." He got my friends up there and he came back down for me, and he was like. Hey, you want to go see a drone fly over the party? And I was like, no, I'd rather just be at the party. <laughs> and he took me across the street to the parking deck where he yelled at his film crew for 40 minutes. And I watched them argue and then fly a drone over. And by the time I got back up, they were shutting the party down and everyone was leaving. And I was like, fuck! <laughs> and it doesn't matter. It's the same place that I was at the night before, but it's Entertainment Weekly. So yeah. it feels cooler. Sure. And uh, yeah, it's just it's so weird. There's, there's always that kind of like um, forbidden fruit. Thing you can't yeah. have. Yeah. As a kid, ro- watching RoboCop was Forbidden Fruit. I wasn't allowed to watch it, and I finally saw it when I was seventeen, and now it's one of my favorite movies ever. I don't know well, why that's... I didn't rent it before then. So that's interesting because, like, usually it's when you build something up like that, it's a disappointment. Um, but they didn't make it a disappointment in this movie. They made yep. it like Not the Carter greatest Ball's thing. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. So let's get into. Um, we already. <laughs> I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt's elf face. Yeah. When, so he's working as an elf catering, and the guy's like, "You need to have more." Be an elf. And this is where they do a really good job of making it a quick little bit. Right. Because it could have gone on forever. But it's like two or... It's like a three... Comedy is good in threes. And I think they do it in three where he's like, elf face. And he's like, more whimsical. Even more whimsy. And he's like... And he's like, just like that. And it's just... It's perfect. Yeah. And it sets up that this party's full of assholes. So when he steals the... 
tickets from that guy with the who's like, this is a very expensive coat. Make sure nothing happens to it. And you're like, good, steal from that asshole. Who cares? And so he gets the tickets right away, and then we're introduced to um, uh, Seth Rogen and his family, and they cut a scene from this that was in the trailer where he's yelling, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with to her pregnant belly. Oh, interesting. Which was would have been amazing. That's... <laughs> I will say having a pregnant wife, though, that uh, when he comes in and goes, wow, you're so huge, happened all the time. That was such a funny exchange. All the time yeah. when Renee was pregnant. We were at Target, and this nice old dude was working, and he was like, wow, you look like you're about to pop. Because my wife, when she was six months, hit like the max, and then pretty much stayed that way. Uh-huh. But at six months, no pregnant woman wants to say wants you to say, you look like you're about to pop when she has three months to go. Yeah. And everywhere we went, I'd just be like, no, no, no. Don't say that. Why Don't would, say that. Why would you even acknowledge it to a stranger? Like, you, that's so strange. But just, like, him going in and being like, wow, you look so big. And uh, and then being like, mm. He's like, no, you don't look. The baby looks big. I don't know how the baby's going to fit through where... Um, it's okay. Just, like, it's just it's so his real. backtracking was so nice. So everybody who doesn't have a baby or who doesn't have friends that have uh, have been pregnant, yeah, they, they say that stuff. One one small loophole with the tickets, which I call bullshit on. Yeah. Who has three tickets? I, especially he had two people there. Yeah. It was just him and his wife. Who has three tickets? Not a single person. They're going to the Nutcracker Ball in pairs. Yep. That's he got, all I'm saying. He got a plus one to his two party. I guess. I don't know. I guess. Uh, so then his wife gives uh, Jillian Bell, uh, who's hilarious in this movie, and she's somebody who, if they let her riff too much, can get on my nerves a little. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw a Rough Night, and that movie's a rough movie, which sucks because I love all the comedians in it. But she's definitely one of those people where if you don't rein her in, she can kind of go off on, on, on a tangent. But she's hilarious in this movie. And she gives him this box of drugs, and it's filled with cocaine, molly, mushrooms, uh, other things it's, I don't well, know. Let's, let's oh, hear yeah. Seth oh, Rogen describe oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's every single drug in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> it's every single drug in the whole world. In the whole world. <laughs> So I recently got my medical card because mm. I have anxiety issues, and I got CBD oil, which is just the cannabis oil, and it really mellows you out. But when I went into the the doctor's office, uh, the person leading me in, I was like, so what are you guys selling here? And she was like, it's every single drug in the whole world. I mean, it wasn't really, but it was every no. single kind of weed in the world. An and exaggeration. they went on this whole tangent and got so excited about all the different strands and things and i was like i just need the oil and then mm-hmm. you could just see like the deflation of like but this is my thing that i do to new customers please, please let me describe them please just buy a joint please. And I was like, i'm i can't really smoke i have a one-year-old can i hold your hand <laughs> it's every single drug in the world uh and then it's really funny because later on they're asking uh after anthony mackie's football player buddy has called him a once weed he's like oh seth you got weed when they're in the limo and he's like, how much weed do you have? And he has like a tiny little bit. Just one joint. And then he explains to them why in clip two. You have one joint? She doesn't know that much about drugs. The proportions of the shit is all off. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a, from what I gathered, it was a shitload of cocaine and a shitload of mushrooms. Yeah. And then everything else was just kind of. Or at least very potent yeah. cocaine and mushrooms. Yeah. I can't imagine. Well, and she does a thing where he's like, where did you get all this? And she's like, Craigslist. That was, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I, I just searched drugs NYC or something like that. How resourceful. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, I can just imagine her like buying each one and being surprised at how expensive some of them yeah. were. Being like, oh, that's okay. All right. Well, I guess I'm spending more on this. It's like $5 for the weed and. A thousand dollars for the amount know, of shrooms I don't even know that how I much want? anything is. I don't know, but like if it's disproportionate, I would imagine the cost yeah. is also disproportionate. I wonder how much that box of drugs cost. Probably a bunch. I love it. Because that could be such a stupid joke to be like every drug in the world and you're like, wah, wah, and it's so good. It's also like this could have been a huge problem in the movie because the main the two main things, two of the three main things that are going on are that Seth Rogen is tripping out on a variety of drugs. And that Anthony Mackie needs to buy a drug. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they have to reconcile that in some way. Because yeah. if he just has a box of all the drugs, then he would just give him the weed. Yeah. But they they needed a way early on to just be like, they needed more nope, weed. we need more yeah. drugs, even though Seth Rogen yeah. has all the drugs. And they also ground it in character arcs where, like, Anthony Mackie's doing it because he wants to impress these guys. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's living this lie. And he finally, at the end, realizes that he needs to fess up to himself, his fans, his family, and his friends. And then Seth Rogen's character 
he's tripping balls because he's scared shitless of having a kid, which actually, we have the kid rant. I know we're going to skip ahead, but Seth Rogen's drunk at the bar, and yeah, he, number five. Yeah. he leaves a message to uh, his future self? His or future his, self. His future self, yeah. and he's ranting like a maniac into his phone. Hey, yo! This is a message for um, future Isaac from uh, current Isaac, and I have to tell you uh, to listen to me, because right now I have clarity. You should not be having this fucking baby. This baby's a mistake. The baby will ruin your life. You'll ruin the baby's life, and then the baby will fucking murder people. <laughs> I don't know what you do at this point, but get rid of this fucking baby. Put it in a bag and leave it somewhere. Put it in a basket and push it down a fucking river. Fuck you, baby. Fucking baby. Fucking little arms and your fucking chubby little baby fucking legs. Fuck you, baby. Fuck you. Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> he, calls, he calls his baby the C word. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god, that's such a funny rant. Yeah. Fuck you, baby, with your little fucking baby arms. Baby arms. <laughs> your chubby Let's baby body. Put it in a basket. <laughs> Throw it down the river. <laughs> Did you ever go through that when you were oh, like getting, getting close? Yeah. Well, it's weird. You go through a lot of emotions when you first when you first decide to start trying, at first you're like, this is gonna be cool. And then once you actually start trying, you're like, and you and your t- and your wife's taking the test, you go through emotions where you're like Oh fuck! What if tonight, this month's the month, and then you're then when you find when we found out when the test said uh, you're pregnant, both of us just like we're like, huh? Because she did it like she didn't even tell me she was. Usually she'd be like, I'm gonna go take the test because we'd tried a couple months, and um, and then she just like came out and was like, oh, I took a test, and I'm like, what do you what do you mean? And she's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 and then that's when it went boom, and we were both just like, huh? And it was just this moment of shock. We reacted the same way we react every time there's a big earthquake, where we just kind of stop and go. Is this real? Right, that, right, right. Is that really you happening? We got under a table. <laughs> we got under a table. We're <laughs> yeah. pregnant. Ah! Oh, boy. Take but no, and, and you still, sometimes, even my daughter's a year old now, going on 13 months, and there's still sometimes where I'm holding her, I'm like, you're real. You're like ours. This right. isn't, this is life, and it's awesome, but it's daunting. You are fully reliant on yeah. me. <laughs> it's super, it's the, <laughs> it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me, and daily the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. Uh-huh. Where, like, she was sick this past week with an ear infection and teething and stuff, and we were just like, oh my god, we're reading things online, we're like, it could, her eardrum could swell up and clog it. Ah! Right, right. Should we go to urgent care? It's just nonstop neurosis. Is she about to die? Hence why we get, hence why I got my medical card. <laughs> <laughs> For just the oil, the lamest... Yep. I will say one time, because uh, my wife uses this face oil stuff, and I accidentally I was so tired I forgot, and I squeezed my cannabis oil on my hands and, and almost rubbed it on my face, and I was like, oh, God. Uh, and then I tried to, because I'm so cheap, I tried to scoop it back back into the bottle. <laughs> Didn't really work. Uh, what's the tell your friend quote? Uh, that's when Seth Rogen is talking to Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt is like, we should talk to Anthony Mackie about how he's like selling yeah, out. Yeah. And Seth Rogen sort of tries to tell him, like, it's tough to tell your friend yeah. something when it's hard. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, number, number three. three. Sometimes, you know, you think it's easy to tell your friend something, and it's actually hard to tell them that thing once you're, like, confronted with the actual moment that you would maybe tell them that thing. You know what I mean? That's every guy ever when they have to talk about something yeah. tough. Even even talking about talking about something hard is difficult yeah. to do. Yeah. Where you have to, like, explain, it's this is going to be hard because I know that it feelings are involved and it's so it's difficult yep. for me to like when you talk about feelings and feelings the get... thing where so let's move on i know there have been several times where i've hung out with somebody and renee will be like so how are they doing and i'm like or, or like what are they up to late and i'm like i oh, don't we just didn't really talk about yeah i feel like guys talk in the very present moment yeah <laughs> like guys start talking from the minute they meet onward right they don't really like i recently learned some crazy shit about some close friends of mine's past that i had no idea about yeah because it just happened to come up are you referring to me wearing steel diapers yes okay <laughs> your chainmail right. diapers blew my mind yeah. yeah uh but like or or for instance that i learned that you were jewish like yeah five years into our friendship it's like mm-hmm. guys start to start from the moment they meet onward right so if you meet early on you know the shit otherwise it's just like cool man i assume you have family somewhere <laughs> you know yeah. you yeah. meet them at a wedding or something and you're like yeah. oh hey hey there are the people we've never talked about it's just weird but girls like my wife when she gets together with her friends they go deep in every like every time they talk deep shit and it's like whew, 
Yeah. Like, it's got to be, there's got to be a middle ground. Yeah, I get that question all the time. How are they doing? They're, uh, they seem good. Yeah. They seem good because uh, we had a great time. Yeah. So after we, after <laughs> yeah. we hang out, you're like, yeah, yeah. Ben, Ben's, uh, he's, Ben's yeah. doing great. He's uh, not sleeping. I don't know uh, if he has a kid. It's, uh, uh, I think he has a kid. I, he talks about it, but I've never seen it. So <laughs> you met That's Daisy not true. Once. I have, I've met Daisy a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, uh, what's clip number four? Get in my brain. Get in my brain. Make me feel different. Yeah. <laughs> That's when he's taking the cocaine in yeah. the bathroom. I, I will say, uh, I will say one time when I, I I don't smoke weed, and I know that sounds crazy because I got the medical card, but I, I did it once at my friend's bachelor party back in the day in Big Bear, and I had coughed so much that I couldn't swallow. I thought I was never going to be able to swallow again, sure. and so I was trying to like get that out of my head and get the ability to actually eat food again. So I was like eating, I think, a popsicle or something, and just like trying to be like, and I'm just in my head going, get in my brain. Make me feel different. Make me feel different. I was trying to get that positive thought in my brain, and it finally happened. And it worked. But I had a quiet breakdown. I went out. I snuck out from the party, went in my car, shut the door, and just, like, ate popsicles. Oh, wow. (laughs) That was a weirdo. It was a weird moment. That's a strange experience. Super strange. So this is actually a true story. Um, But a buddy of mine on our uh, floor first or freshman year of college, he had never had anything to drink, and he decided a couple days into school, I'm going to have a few drinks. And so I think he did shots. Um, and so it came on pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and from the moment he got drunk, he was like on our floor and he was like sort of writhing on the floor. And I just have a vivid memory of him being on the floor, like whining. I just want to feel normal (laughs) again. And it's so like, there's nothing you can do. You just have to like ride it out. Yeah. So that's exactly, you got to ride it out. Yeah. It's sort of, that made me think. Make it in my brain. Make me feel good again. Make me feel good again. Oh man, uh, let's see. So basically, they they go they go to this bar where I think it's Betsy is. Uh, it's it's um, God. Why am Catherine I forgetting? Why am I forgetting her name? Lizzie Kaplan's name. Lizzie Kaplan. Lizzie Kaplan. She plays Joseph Gordon Levitt's ex. They're at the karaoke bar singing Run DMC. They run into her. Uh, there's this hilarious moment, like we said, with Seth Rogen bleeding and Mindy Kaling's drink, which is disgusting. But when she says, mm, "This this tastes weird. It tastes good. It's different. It's like it tastes like pennies." Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just like. That's such a vivid taste to me. What uh, what blood would I assume taste like in a martini? Sure. And uh, she freaks out. They leave, like we said. Um, but then there's the huge oh Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Lizzie Kaplan have a really fun um, banter with each other where she says she's dating two guys with huge dicks. And can we play clip number six? Me? Uh, yeah, I'm bringing just these two guys that I'm that I'm kind of dating with uh, really huge dicks. I've got like. <laughs> enormous, almost novelty-sized dicks. I've been seeing a girl with a huge vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I've been seeing a girl with a huge, a huge vagina. vagina. Fuck. Because then he doubles down on it. He was like, no, not like your, uh, your vagina was like just... <laughs> it's just, a, to me, in that moment, it shows that they have history, that they have... It shows their relationship, that they have a jokey past, that they, they have a comfortability with each other. Yeah. You know, it, it's that kind of stuff that, that it is vulgar, but it gives character backstory. And that also there wasn't, like, they had they had a breakup. And but it, was, it wasn't. But it wasn't an angry, like, mm-hmm. insult-throwing he breakup. He just didn't want to, he just was afraid to commit. They Yeah, they sort of drifted apart because of ideological differences. Yeah. Um, but they have never, like, they both still have, obviously, have feelings for each other. Because yeah. there's immediate banter when Absolutely. they come together, yeah. And then we meet Mr. Green, a.k.a. Michael Shannon, who to me is the funniest character in the whole movie. Yeah, he's great. He's this super deadpan. Did we pull any clips from him? Uh, I don't know if we did, but he... he we pu- uh, uh, Number... Th- no, 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 I don't... Th- number 13 is the only one we have from him, but that's our... Oh, that's no, no, our no, no. He, no, 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 we'll wait, we'll wait. Because uh, he's, he's so dry and deadpan, but hilarious. Yeah. And he's just the perfect weirdness of, like, a drug dealer who used to be their teacher. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, I remember teaching you kids. You're doing all right. I'm proud of you. And he's like, this is the, the weed of Christmas present. And that's when he's like, you're in the... That's what yeah. he does. He goes, you're in the present now. Look at my fingers. You're in the pre- I and fell off the couch laughing because like, it's so weird. It's just like you're in the present now. Look at my fingers, and he's like Anthony Magnus. Like then isn't all weed the weed of present? <laughs> the, weed of- <laughs> the weed of Christmas present, and he's like only on Christmas. <laughs> so good. Every exchange with I want a whole movie of Mr. Green, and I want Michael Shannon to do more comedy because yeah, he's fucking he's hilarious. Uh, let's see. Oh, so then um, they go to Anthony Mackie's house. They play Goldeneye uh, on their way up to the on their way up to the apartment. Anthony Mackie's 
telling them, you can't wake my mother up, don't touch yeah. anything, and Seth Rogen says clip number seven. But I love touching things. He just loves touching things. <laughs> I, uh... I was, uh, when I was super drunk in, in my limo bachelor party, I had somebody give me half a weed brownie, mm-hmm. and um, I was falling asleep, and I got two, uh, the audience may know this already, I got two, uh, somebody, uh, Tom gave me two five-hour energy drinks, and I was super, super hyper and crazy, and I went running into Dames and Games, where uh, it's like a topless sports bar, and the first thing that happened was, the manager was like, hey, you seem pretty fucked up. Just so you know, this is a classy joint. There's no touching things. This is a and I just joint. went like this. I said, but I love touching things. And they're like, yeah, yeah, but you can't. Right. It's classy. Right. It's a topless sports bar. We have $2 steak Tuesdays. We have, it's really important that we have rules here. That <laughs> it's like super. But I love touching things. Um, I, I was giving like gag gifts to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw at Spencer's gifts, there was like one of those extendable, like little hand, little claws. Mm hmm. Um, and I was looking for something that I could use to touch other things. And they pointed to that. And I was like, I was like, number seven. I was like, Steve, Steve. I love touching things. <laughs> I like it when there's a large yeah. gap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I, I personally don't love touching things, but I love things that touch. Yeah. I love touching I like, I like it. things. Uh, you love touching things. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I watched a Hallmark Christmas movie this year. Um, I forget what it was called, but I believe it was called... Every year. Don't lie to it, me. I do. You know, I love schmaltzy movies. Mm-hmm. And at the end, Renee came in and I was just sobbing my eyes out. And she was like, what's wrong with you? And I said... But I love touching things. Because I love touching movies. It yeah. was a touching movie. Yeah. It's very touching. It's very sweet. So touching, I can't remember the title of it. Mm-hmm. So uh, Seth Rogen, uh, they have this hilarious scene with the dick pic we've already gone in Cloudy with length. a chance of... Love? Yeah, there you is go. That what it was? He, oh, he he goes and meets Mr. Green. That was my homework yeah. <laughs> movie, Cloudy with a Chance of Love. If you haven't seen it, watch it and tell me what you think of my jerk boss performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Yerky, uh, who has directed me in a short film once, uh, said to me, Ben, was the director asleep? And I was like, what? And he goes, "Those? did he take your worst takes? And I was like, what? He goes, and Renee was like, Yerky, that's so rude. And he goes, no, it's a compliment. I've seen Ben act. He's better than that. And I was like, Cool. Great. <laughs> the and, weirdest backhanded compliment ever. And then he turned to Renee and he was like, you're about to pop. <laughs> exactly. So uh, speaking of popping, uh, Seth Rogen goes out and meets Mr. Green. He has him smoke uh, more weed to try and level him out. And it's the ghost of Christmas, fu- or the, the weed. weed of Christmas future. Yeah. Or, and, and it makes him see uh, Jillian Bell in a strip club later in life. And he's like, who is that? And they're like, it's our daughter. Aren't you proud of her? This is what you made her become, which is every uh, father's nightmare. Can you play clip number nine? Or eight? Pop it. Yeah. Pop it. You hear me, young lady? Pop your pussy. <laughs> She's just yelling the most obscene things. Yeah. He's like, no, don't pop it. Don't pop your pussy. What? Do I sound like Seth Rogen right now? Uh, can I do my Channing yes, Tatum? Of, don't pop your pussy. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. He's, like he's here every time. Wow. Uh, but that is, that is like... Uh, I mean, I mean, I have friends who do pole dancing, like uh-huh. as as a s- sport. Yep. But uh, for me, I don't know how I would reconcile my daughter stripping for money and showing like full full goods. That would be tough. You um, you would either just completely block it out of your mind, yeah. or you would do what uh, the mom did and just like just full, on full on support. Her. Yeah, full on support. I'm here for you. <laughs> so, what uh, what's clip number ten? I fucked up. Yes. That's what you're talking about. <laughs> I love how you can tell he's Canadian right there too. So this, so uh, they go, they get the weed again. This is when hipster fan, who's the girl from Broad City, I yeah. can't remember her name. She's hilarious though. Is I this love. Allie? Allie Jacobs? I, I think so. Yeah, she's Maybe super funny. Uh, she steals his weed again. There's this hilarious Allie. roof chase. She hinds Gruber's him. Uh, they go. Oh no! They first do a uh, the 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 Red Bull limo chase. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Run the red light!" And the Nathan for you guys, like, "All right, here we go!" And he immediately gets hit. <laughs> and then he's sobbing in the front seat. Can we play this again? Oh, I fucked up! I fucked up! Oh, I'm sorry! I'm sorry! <laughs> <laughs> 
so funny. It's so good because like the whole time he just wants to be buds with it. Like he is to that group what Anthony Mackie yeah. is to the yeah. football players that are waiting at oh, the yeah. Nutcracker Ball. So he just like wants to be down with them so badly. It's so and when funny. they're like, when they're like, just run the light, just run the light. In my head, I'm like, it would be hilarious if they just got run over yep. right now yep. and that's exactly what happened but his reaction is so great it's i wish there was brilliant. more of him i would like more of there him must have been because um he he just seemed underutilized and yeah they were in the they're in the limo a couple times where we didn't see him at all i think i watched the deleted scenes last year and i think there's a lot more of him but yeah. he's so funny he's funny oh let's see uh Oh, yeah, okay, so then Seth Rogen sees his wife outside, Jillian Bell, outside of her church. He ends up, because he's talking to a buddy, and he's like, hey, man, have you seen my phone? Like, you seem like a nice guy. And it turns out he's talking to Joseph and uh, the three wise men in a nativity scene outside of his wife's church. Mm -hmm. She's like, are you fucked up right now? you got to get out of here. And he starts running up the steps. She's like, no, not that way. He's like, I don't know where you want me to go. (laughs) This is some great physical comedy. That was was one of those moments where I was like, this is, it's so brilliant. Like him being on drugs is not tired in this moment because like that extended thing of, of him like, like just genuinely and earnestly not knowing where to go. And so therefore not going anywhere was so good of him, like continuing to fall start and run and coming back and be like, I don't know where I'm, where am I supposed, I know I'm supposed to do something, but I don't know what. That's exactly why it works. Cause Seth Rogen plays it very earnest. Yeah. And he, he also plays it where he's always trying to be normal. He's, he's like super fucked up, but he's trying so hard not to yeah. be. Even in the moment, like afterwards where they find Mr. Green's car yeah. and it's the next day and Joseph Gordon-Levitt is like, we got to go. Can you drive? And Seth Rogen's like, yeah. And he goes, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> absolutely you not. absolutely can't drive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then so when, uh, let's see, when they go to church, he starts freaking out because the baby starts talking to him. Then he sees Jesus, and apparently in his fucked up state, he's never seen a crucified Christ before. Guess, yeah. And he's like, do they think we did that? <sighs> they think we did that? We did not kill Jesus! And he leaves, and of course, there's an on-screen vomit, which I didn't remember. But as soon as it happened, I went, oh shit. As, as soon bad. as I was like, let's do this movie, um, I had like a, sh- a memory in my head of the trailer in the trailer yep. where they're in the church and then being like, Nope, he's still going. And I was like, fuck, this is going to be an extended, but they only no, showed the first bit of it. They only showed a little bit. And then the Which, rest of it was just reaction. Yeah. I think that they, they did it tastefully. It was a tasteful vomit. It wasn't a team America. What's clip number 11, Jesse T- disrespecting Christ. Um, oh, disrespecting the spirit of Christmas. That's Joseph oh, yeah. Gordon Levitt <laughs> after he got, after he sucker punched. Um, yeah. Oh, what's that guy's name? Uh, he's from uh, he's from Jason Mantis- Mantisakis. Mantis- yeah, and then the other guy I think is jo- Jason Jones. Is it Joe Benjamin? I no, I think Jones. I think it's Jason. Anyways, Jones. it's the guy from uh, How Did This Get Made? Uh, and and uh, so uh, there's super fun. There's these two drunk Santas, and Joseph Gordon Levitt is d- when he like starts fighting him. And he, the guy's like, I think you're dealing with something. This feels like it's about something else. <laughs> no, this is about exactly this right now in this moment. Nothing else. Yeah. And it's just so funny that they call that out, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to beat up these Santas because he's mad they're disrespecting Christmas, but really he's he's dealing with a lot of shit. And uh, he he yells it. Can you play that again? That's for disrespecting the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> you know, I get. <sighs> I got. I went to Candy Cane Lane in, in Woodland Hills area, like Canoga Park area. Sure. It's this big. It's a bunch of neighborhood houses that are all decorated, and uh, somebody came down just blaring like super shitty pop music, and everybody else was trying to just enjoy and listen to Christmas carols and stuff. And there was even like a Buddy the Elf there and a Santa, and they were singing. And they pulled up right in front of the house and just started blaring. I forget what it was. Just awful, awful shitty music that even I didn't recognize. And I just, I, at first I was like, I'm going to be cool, I'm going to be cool, I'm going to be cool. And then finally the dad rage just came out and I just turned to him and I was like, That's for disrespecting the spirit of Christmas! Yeah. And I picked up one of the reindeer and just started smashing the car Which, with it. as we all know, is the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> yes. Smashing cars with, with reindeer. reindeers. Yes, um, yes. I was in line at Starbucks uh, the other day and someone uh, was... Like, the Starbucks barista was very nice, and yeah. they were like, uh, you know, happy holidays. And they were like, what is this shit? And they looked at the cup, and it was just like a holiday cup. And they were like, this is supposed to say Merry Christmas. This is supposed to be a Christmas cup. Yeah. And they just, like, started throwing things in the Starbucks and so kicking mad. over stools. And the barista just looked at him and was like, that's for disrespecting the spirit of Christmas. It's not the spirit of Christmas. The spirit of Christmas is yeah. love, love and kindness. and kindness. Yes. See, do we have any more time than 2 minutes and 46 seconds? If not, that's fine. There Ooh, one more three minutes minute. and forty five seconds. So after he's getting beaten up by the Santas, they're like, "You guys are just drunk assholes." 
and uh, the one guy's an oncologist, I believe, and then this clip, number 12. I teach third grade, bitch! I shape our nation's youth! <laughs> <laughs> so good. So, I don't even have a riff on that. I just want to hear it again, because it's so funny. One more time. Let's do it. I teach third grade, bitch! I shape our nation's youth! <laughs> so good. So good. So they go to Nutcracker Ball. It's a big-ass, amazing party. Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, performs Wrecking Ball with Miley Cyrus, proposes... Uh, Lizzie Kaplan's freaked out by it. I can't do this, you know. Uh, Seth Rogen uh, <laughs> crucifies the White Messiah, which yeah. is the the uh, the this quarterback that Anthony Mackie's trying to become friends with. And he's they, they, he's, they, he's the Messiah and or White Jesus. And or White Those Jesus. are his. And two then they make names. the joke yeah. like, "You crucified the." Mm-hmm. Oh no, we did it again. Yeah. And there's this great callback to his freak out in the church. They get kicked out of the party. And they end up reconvening and realizing, you know, that it's hard to be friends when you're adults. And they have this cool reconciliation with each other. And then you think um, Jillian Bell's pregnant. They run to the hospital. It was a false alarm. But Seth Rogen's still tripping. And he has a dinosaur face. She has a dinosaur face. And then uh, the reveal, spoiler, spoiler, of Michael Shannon, funniest joke in the movie, is when uh, after they take his car and drive off, he says, well, I guess I earned these now. And it's a total, it's a wonderful life reference. He sprouts angel wings and shoots up into heaven. And you're like, what? What the, what the fuck? fuck? But it's so good because it, it there's a whimsical feel to this movie, sure, and so it works that moment. Well, it's all the, so funny, all the, like music behind. We've heard it in a couple of the sound clips, yeah. like it's like Danny Elfman ish. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I love that moment. Um, and but, but so, before then, yeah. So our sound clip, they're on the roof, and Mr. Green is talking to Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and he's like, "How did you like Miley?" And Joseph Gordon-Levitt was like, "Yeah, she was good." And uh, Mr. Green responds with number Keith, three. and you and I both know Miley was flawless. <laughs> You and I both know it. Oh, so we reveal a year later, they're all together. Lizzie Kaplan and Joseph Gordon-Levitt are back together. Everybody's happy. Um, they've all kind of reconciled with their demons and grown up. And then we reveal that Tracy Morgan is Santa telling this story to his elves. And Mr. Green, who's hanging out in Santa's workshop. And it ends on this hilarious like throwback storybook ending. And that's it. This movie is hysterical. You should, if you haven't seen The Night Before, you should check it out because it's super, super funny. It. It's I don't hilarious. know what to do with a minute of time still, so I guess we'll, well just... Well, this, uh, is, this is our extra minute. Hey, so, yeah. so where can they find you until you next can, year? You next can, calendar year. Yeah, next calendar year, 2018. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Too Much Jesse, or you can find me for Sketch at The Prom Losers. All right, and you can find me at the Ben Begley on Instagram and Twitter, at Guilty Movie Guys is our podcast. My wife and I, we promise, we're just uh, it's slow to edit when you have a baby, but we are making sketches and content Excuses. for at Parents versus Baby. Excuse check that out at parents vs baby and until next year guys hey have a happy and healthy and safe holiday season enjoy the rest of this calendar year we'll see you back in january where i'm sure there'll be some guilty movies to talk about until next time what is your guilty movie pleasure from producers maria menudos kevin undergaro phil spitek and the entire popcorn talk network we would like to thank you for tuning in for questions or comments be sure to visit popcorntalk.com Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.